Hi, this is M. Allen Cunningham. I'm an author, publisher, and teacher in Portland, Oregon, and you're in the Atelier. In the Atelier is a place for occasional thoughts on literature, writing, the life of the imagination. Come on in. I'm glad you're here. Today's installment. So I'm sitting at my desk and here's what I see. A chalkware cowboy who is mounting, rather inexplicably I'd say, a galloping horse. A set of iron bookends, each end emblazoned with a cowboy in profile. An atelier visit with writer Woody Skinner. A collection of handmade souvenirs for several locations in the Dakotas. Um, these are collages made of construction paper. An Aladdin thermos that features a variety of freshwater fish, along with the face of a bewildered fisherman. A Wiedemann beer can from the 1950s that was found in the rafters of my old house in Cincinnati. And once the electrician found that, I never trusted our wiring. hardly any room for me to write at this desk and I'd say that every surface of my writing room is similarly cluttered most of it along similar lines so there's obviously a cowboy theme and an interest in mid-century masculinity which is basically what I grew up with in Arkansas and also several items related to research I was doing for a historical novel set in Cincinnati A Boy Scout canteen from roughly the same era. A piece of folk art that depicts a rabbit hunter climbing through a barbed wire fence. And in the background there's a crude rendering of a rabbit scampering away. A lot of these things have been picked up at flea markets and antique stores. And they don't end up in my stories necessarily, but I'd say that the feel of them does. There's a tone, I guess might be more straightforwardly called sensibility, but I think of it as a tone. I have a complicated relationship with these things, and that's why they interest me. I think that in some way I'm channeling this tone or this feeling into my work. Um, that's kind of abstract, but there's a certain complexity of feeling I'm looking for. And I don't mean that I'm trying to produce that feeling. I mean that I'm trying to find it for myself. And I think all these things that are in my writing room have helped me hone that awareness. They've helped me recognize that feeling. If I were trying to give a more concrete example of how these things influence my work, I'd point to my story, The Knife Salesman. So while I was writing that story, there were a couple of crucial objects that I encountered. 
The first was a 1950s textbook, and I originally picked it up because I liked the style of it and I liked the illustrations, but I actually ended up reading it, and I was really struck by its painless depiction of American history. While the textbook itself doesn't really make it into the story, I was certainly thinking about the tone of it and the feeling of it as I worked on the story. And around the same time, I had picked up this terribly ugly chalkware wagon train. And in my desk at Wichita State, where I, where I was at the time I was writing that, on my desk I had this chalkware wagon train, and people would come into my office and look at it and say, what is that ugly thing? You know, why is that on your desk? And I wouldn't really have an answer for it for them. But soon enough, uh, in the story, uh, a Western motif emerged. And I, I can't help but connect that to the chalkware wagon train. When I'm looking around my room, I realize I have to acknowledge the role of influence. I've had a couple of writers I've been really close to who take objects really seriously. So first one is Luke Geddes and when I was living in Wichita and then later in Cincinnati he and I would visit antique stores and that was really when I first started picking up things that would make their way into my work in some form or fashion. He's much more of a serious collector than I am. Um, I was normally in pursuit of a kind of ugliness something strange or weird and he was normally trying to finish some collection that he was working on. He ended up writing about objects and people's strange relationships to objects in his novel, Heart of Junk. And then my partner, Bess Winter, also writes about objects. She's actually taught classes uh, writing the object in Chicago and now at Eastern Illinois University. And she's more interested in historically significant objects. So she writes beautifully about history, and she uses material culture as a way of accessing that history. Just about every story in her forthcoming collection, Machines of Another Era, features historical objects or artifacts. She's like Luke in that she's a collector. She has really idiosyncratic taste, and she has a collector's concrete relationship to these objects in a way that I simply don't. My relationship to objects is really abstract and is really informed more by feeling than by historical knowledge. So I've talked a lot about the objects in my writing room, but to be honest, that's a misleading name for this room. I've actually written very little in it. We've moved around a lot, so I've had a lot of different spaces, but the one thing that's remained pretty consistent is that I tend to write in public. More specifically, I tend to write in coffee shops. When I was maybe 21, I read somewhere that it was easier to be disciplined if you turned writing into a physical act, if you made an event out of it. And so I started going to coffee shops. And I'm very picky about the coffee shops I ride in, but maybe not in the usual ways. I don't care, for instance, about the coffee or the noise level or the pastries. I'm more worried about the light. I'll take a corporate coffee shop with good light 
over a local place. In fact, I'd argue that corporate anonymity is preferable to local familiarity. I can sit in one of these corporate places at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday and be a man unencumbered by his past or even his present. And there's something creatively freeing about that. It's the false comfort these places work so hard to create. It's actually emptying to sit there in those spaces. They're devoid of human feeling. And maybe that's what I'm trying to do. Can I manage to have a feeling in a corporate coffee shop? Can I create something of human messiness and warmth in a space that's scientifically calibrated to erase messiness? It really helps creatively if I'm kind of bored by the space. I had this neighborhood coffee shop in Cincinnati that I really liked, but every time I'd sit down, some crust punk would come sit beside me and start eating a scone. It was very distracting. Have you ever tried to write beside a crust punk eating a scone? The same was true in Chicago. I couldn't write in the neighborhood places. These are the places I get coffee, but they're not the places I write. The people are too real. They're too distractingly human. Maybe that's it. Being in those spaces requires empathy when being in the corporate spaces doesn't really. It's sort of similar back in my writing room. These objects that I'm surrounded by, they're kind of like crust punks. They're distracting. Everything in here has a claim on my attentions and on my feelings and my identity. All of it connecting me back to the previous versions of myself. The person who bought these things who wanted to take them home and put them on a shelf. When I sit in this room with my computer open or a notebook in front of me and I'm surrounded by all of these objects, they seem to be insisting that I should just be myself. And it's usually the case that when I'm writing, I'd rather be anybody else. Woody Skinner. He's the author of the short story collection A Thousand Distant Radios, published by Atelier 26 Books, and finalist for the Penn Bingham Prize from Penn America. Check out woodyskinner.com for more info. In the Atelier is produced by Atelier 26 Books. For more information, visit Atelier 26 Books. I'm M. Allen Cunningham. Thanks for listening. So long for now.